in today's show. We recap all of the games from Sunday with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, more odds and more lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Fantasy Basketball, your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There were seven games on Sunday. Hopefully, you were able to make it through. Hopefully, you are able to win your championship. Hopefully, you are able to make it through to semifinal week. Hopefully, you are able to make it through to the championship round. There was some bullshit that went on, as there always is, at this time in the year. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some more bullshit that's on the slate for tomorrow. So let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, Malcolm Brogdon is out again. I'm not tired. Ah, seems like you are, Malcolm. It seems like you are tired. He is out resting again for the sixth straight game. There is zero chance that he's playing tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, again this season. It, well, he just can't be. There is no way. Just rule the, just rule the bloke out for the year. I don't know what's so hard about this. Every game, oh, he's tired. He's got to rest. Just rule the guy out. Achilles soreness. Very easy to do. Very easy to do. But unfortunately, we're not going to get that. But I'm here to tell you. I just don't see how there's any chance that he plays again this season. So if you're holding on to him, do yourself a favor. And um, yeah, say, uh, see, see, you, uh, see you later. There's just no reason to, to hold on to him, really. I, I don't see how you could. Um, speaking of how you could hold on to someone, Shea Gildas Alexander's out again. They're going to have a conversation with him to see whether he's able to play again this season. Hint, he won't be. I am sure there is no way he's out again. There's no way. Brogdon is more certain to me that he won't play again this year. But I just don't see that Shea is going to play again this season. Darius Baisley's out again. I don't think he's going to play. But, amazingly, Joe Rogan himself, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he's available to return. They needed some bodies. I wouldn't add him, but he is back. Poku gets the boost. Trey Mann gets a boost. Teo Maladon gets a boost. Aaron Wiggins gets a boost, but I don't think Shea is coming back. Shockingly, Fox and Sabonis are out again in Sacramento. Um, I, I honestly don't think Darren Fox is coming back. <laughs> Haven't hit that one for a while. And I don't think Sabonis is playing. So again, we rule those guys out. We look at Davion. We look at Damian Jones. Trey Lyles is good boost guys. Dante DiVincenzo. And um, Trenton Watford got hurt. He won't be playing this season. Josh Hart, I don't think. Hasn't been ruled out officially. Josh Hart is out again. I don't think he's coming back. Justice Winslow, out again. I don't think he's coming back. Um, and then Darius Baisley hurt. I, I don't think he's coming back. We're talking you know, less than or two weeks to go for the season. And these are tanking teams with guys with knee injuries, with Baisley and Watford here. Hart with nebulous knee soreness and Winslow with a calf issue. I just don't think they're going to play again this season. So we, we will see, of course, um, you know, what, what that actually, whether that actually happens. But these guys on this list, Brogdon, Shea... 
Um, Baisley, Watford, Hart, Winslow, Fox, Sabonis. I really don't see them playing again this season. We don't know that for sure. None of them have been ruled out officially officially for the season. But I, I just can't see them coming back and playing enough that you need to hold on. It's risky because, you know, Shea might miss one game and come back and you, you've dropped a top 20 player. It's it's very risky. Same with Fox, same with Sabonis. You know, less so with Hart and Windsor. They're not good. So Watford, you can move on easily. But everything would tell me they're not coming back. So if you are, you're desperate to make moves and you need to do that, then you've got to start taking these risks. Like I took a risk... In my league, I, I dropped campaign for Chris Paul before we knew Chris Paul was coming back. At that start, when we heard the rumors, when I, I got to take this risk, got to take the flight. It worked out. It might not have though. It very well might not have worked out for me. So sometimes you just got to take that risk and you yeah, be done, move on, and hopefully get a little bit of value out of somebody else that you have snagged off the waiver wire. If you snagged any built bars off the waiver wire. The protein bar waiver, well, that's stupid because they're never going to be on the waiver. Wire. That's how good Built Bar is. They're going to be a first round draft pick every single time. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is high in protein, but it's low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar. And it's just great. Like it tastes amazing. I had my Built this morning, my Puff, which is protein infused marshmallow, lemon dipped cheesecake. I was calling it incorrectly the uh, lemon cheesecake cream pie or something. That's not what it is. doesn't matter. It's a lemon dip cheesecake and it tastes great. Great flavors right across the board and you can get these at a discount, 15% off by using our code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at built.com. So go to Built Bar, go to built.com, sorry, use the code LOCKED15 and get your order of Built Bar. This is day 150. I don't even know I'm making that up, but I've been saying it for a long time in Built Bar. Either adopt my slogan or I'm just going to keep doing it. Built Bar is built different. All right, what else are we going to do? Ah, it's games. Let's do games. First one, early one. Knicks, Pistons. Knicks get the win, just. 104-102 in the end. Um, Julius Randle, the double royal. He did, in fact, return. Didn't expect that. But we did expect that once he was ruled that he was going to return, that it was going to kill Obi Toppin. Toppin had 10 points in 17 minutes. You can go ahead and drop. Well, Randall had... It was, it was a good line. 20 and 7, 5 assists, 2 threes, 2 steals. Unfortunately, it was horrific from the field, 39%. And then 4 of 8 from the line is actually a killer. That could really have hurt. Mitchell Robinson also re-elevated back to the starting lineup. Only 4 points, but who gives a shit? 9 rebounds, 1 steal, 5 blocks. Just great stuff there. While Alec Burks... Burksy... Alec Berg. 18-5 and 2, a steal, a block, three threes. Really come along. Top 85 player over the last two weeks. Absolute guaranteed must roster guy. And I think Quickly is as well, who's a top 75 player over that same time frame. 18, 6 and 3, four triples, 31 minutes. It's been frustrating getting him the minutes. This guy's legit got top 60, top 50 upside in 30 minutes a night. He's 75th with just 25 minutes a night. He should be playing these minutes and we're getting a little bit better at it now. Barrett had 21 and 9, but... A little empty and rough from the field. While the diseased scrotum of Van Fournier had 11 points in 27 minutes with three threes. I would rather have Burks and quickly ahead of Fournier on a 12-team roster. Fournier's numbers are just so up and down. He's so um, scarce in categories that aren't scoring in threes. And then he has those rough shooting nights, which just blow you really up. Uh, for the Pistons, Jeremy Grant was out. He's another one. I don't think he's playing again this year with a strained calf now and knee soreness and tanking and bullshit. I don't, I, I wouldn't drop him because we just haven't got anything further on that. But I hon- honestly just don't. Honestly, I honestly don't think he's going to be playing. 
With him out, we got 35 Marvin Bagley minutes. He had a three, so that's huge. 27 and seven. Now, it's very Bagley that he had zero assists, zero steals, and just one block. It's un-Bagley-like to have 80% shooting from the line, and he went 79 from the field. This is a huge game. 37 fantasy points, it's great. We know we don't rely upon bags for that. But with Grant up in the air, Livers dealing with a head contusion, eh, Bagley has some value for you. Elf Stewart, the Flaming Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flaming Galars. 37 minutes for this bloke. He hit two threes as well. 10 and 10, a steal, a block, three threes. He's top 100 over the last two weeks, finally. Starting to show what we hoped we would see in October, November, December, January, February. Uh, it took a lot while to get here, but it's here. Cunningham had 18.7 assists and two blocks, rough from the field, just 39%. While um, our man Killian Hayes, only 25 minutes, but he had early foul trouble. The good news is he played more than Corey Joseph. It wasn't a good night for him, let's be fair. 6-6-2 six, six, for Hayes with a steal. But I think he's a 12-team league option, or Joseph had 9-6-4 and four in the depressed penis. Sadiq Bay didn't offer much. He's still a 12-team guy. But 14-3-2 is not the greatest night. Alinek was back in the rotation with Grant and Livers out. You don't need to bother with him, though. Two points in 18 minutes for Cali. Second game. The Phoenix Suns. They are just too good. They are so far above... Have they clinched the best record in the NBA? I feel like they have. Because the only... look, They've clinched the Western Conference. Yeah, they have to. They're so far ahead. Are they going to ever rest blokes or are they just going to go out and crush blokes every night? That's what it feels like. 114-104, they beat the Sixers. Embiid played 38 minutes, 37-15, three, three assists, three steals, two blocks. It's an absolute monster. 71 fantasy points. He did have a little bit of an injury scare at one point, but he's been great. He's the number three ranked player this season. He's played 61 games. There will be some rest coming, I'm sure. But great. Harden, only 14 points. 18% shooting. RIP your field goal percentage for this matchup. He did have seven boards and nine assists, but he's really struggled, hasn't he, of late? Just not, doesn't look, I think his hamstring is a real persistent issue, not only for this year. I'm just not sure it's ever going to get back. That's my worry. The problem with Matisse Seibel reared its ugly head. Three, zero, and zero with zero threes, zero steals, and had one block. Missed his only shot, played 15, or played 16 minutes. Like, this is the problem, isn't it? He can have four blocks and four steals, or he can do whatever this shit is. It makes him really hard to be a must-roster guy with so much inconsistency. DeAndre Jordan remains the NBA's worst player. Him playing out there, it's just disgusting. Why do we keep giving him minutes? I know it's not we. It's not me. It's not you. Doc, my guy. Please, stop that. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 17 and 8 in 38 minutes. He's starting to stabilize now while Tyrese Maxey is dropping back as well. Both those guys are outside the top 100 over the last two weeks, Maxey and uh, Harris, while Tyrese had 18, 0, and 3. So pretty rough peripherals and shot 33% on 21 attempts. That kills you. And one of two from the line. So a bad, bad end to the week for Tyrese Maxey. Danny Green played 29, two threes with six points and a steal, but shot poorly. I, I, I don't trust him at all. For the Suns, I trust these guys. They're great. Chris Paul, second game back, 36 minutes, 19, 4, and 14, triple one. Holy shit. Devin Booker just drops 35, 2, and 2 on elite efficiency. DeAndre, 8, and 14, and 12. Great. What do we do with Jay Crowder, though? 
Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. He played 30 minutes. He had nine and eight with three threes and two steals. He's 109th over the last two weeks. But remember, the Suns have the worst schedule along with the Wolves and the Pelicans next week. They play three games on a high-volume Wednesday, a high-volume Friday, a high-volume Sunday. Look at your lineup. Will Jay Crowder crack your active roster on any of those days? And if not, I know he's been strong. Drop him. There's no reason to hold. Yes, Chris Paul and Booker and Aiton and Bridges, these guys will all crack your best rotation. Crowder won't, most likely. Campaign, thank you for your service. Get that garbage out of here! This is what we talked about when people was like, you know, can he maintain value when Paul's back? And I said, if you didn't want him at the start of the year when he was Paul's backup, you're not going to want him now. And that's exactly what we're seeing. It was great, great feeling, unbelievable production. Absolutely see you later. Well, Bismarck Biombo um, played the backup role with JaVale out. He had six and seven with two blocks. But again, the shit schedule, even if McGee remains out, if you're streaming Biombo, are you actually going to use him on Wednesday or Friday or Sunday? Almost definitely not. So if you streamed him today and you got those two blocks and those seven boards, congratulations, that's really good. But it's just not going to do anything as we um, as we move forward from there. Let's go to the next game. The Golden State Warriors against the Washington Wizards. The Wizards win, somehow. 123-115. All right, sure. Otto Porter, off the bench in the first half, and they started him in the second half. Another double-digit rebounder. Now, I think the game before that, he had two, but he had double digits the two prior to that. 14-11 in 27 minutes. He's, I think he's played pretty well most of the season, but the minutes have been jerked around so much. And now, they've got a back-to-back Monday. Does he even play? I've got no idea. Do they sit him and Draymond and Clay? I, I don't know. It's a risk in, in picking them up. Clay had 25-5-3 and three in 37 minutes. I'd find it really difficult to believe he plays tomorrow. But who knows? Well, Draymond, only 26 minutes. I think you could consider dropping Draymond, but he had five boards, six assists, three steals. It's just very Draymond Green, isn't it? That's what Draymond Green does, is produce those sort of numbers. And, you know, you're not getting him for scoring. You're getting him from those others, and they're there. Jordy Poole, rough from the field, 32%, but 26-6-2 with three steals is good. And the doctor, Gary Payton, had a steal and a block. And again, he's one of the best sources of field goal percentage. Another 67% night. Kaminga was dreadful. That's two stinkers in a row from him. Missed all five of his shots, played 14 minutes. You might stream him Monday with the expected rest of Draymond, Porter, and Clay. But it's a bloody mixed bag with him. Like, we can talk about him being great, but he's not. He's ranked 298th over the last two weeks. That's shocking. That's no fantasy value at all. There's got to be better guys out there. Damian Lee had three points. He's been really bad this year as well. Well, Wiggins also struggled with his percent, or free throws, 70% there, and had uh, a very Marvin Bagley-esque zero assists, one steal, and zero blocks. Also had uh, two rebounds and no three. So he scored 23 points, so that's cool and all, but just really fluffed it with the rest. The Wizards had a great end-of-week schedule, and we talked about how Corey Kispert was a good streamer, and then the first two games he couldn't hit a shot, but was bringing all these defensive stats like out of nowhere. And then today, he played 41 minutes and had 25 points with six triples and no defensive stats. So... He finally gave us the scoring. It's just been a weird three days for him. Or three games. Caldwell Pope, 22-4 and three, steal two blocks, hit every one of his shots. The great schedule for them is over. I think you still hold KCP. Kispert, probably not. Porzingis, I I can't believe that he's doing this, honestly. Not that I don't think he's a good fantasy player, because I know that he is, but the fact that he's actually playing. 
23, 9, and 6 with a triple one. Only shot 29%, which is shit house. But got to the line 11 times. Denny Avdia, 28 minutes, 14, 7, and 4, three threes and a steal. Now, I'll say something. It's not controversial, I don't think. But he is a significantly better player than Rui Hachimura. A significantly better prospect than Rui Hachimura. Rui's had three starts here with Kyle Kuzma out and has been absolutely shithouse in every single one of them. If they want to try something, like they should be starting Denny in that spot and not Rui. Rui Hachimura has been given so much of an advantage over the last three seasons, being gifted minutes when his play has not been up to it and being prioritized developmentally, and it just hasn't done anything, I don't think. And the conspiracy theorist skeptic in me would suggest that the Wizards maybe are doing that for Japanese market penetration. Because honestly, nothing about the way he has played has made me suggest that he just continues to get these opportunities. You, you, it was a great... Hey, we knew he was going to start with Kuzma out and he had a great shot and he just shit the bed every game. No offense to Rui, great bloke. Look, I'm going to buy his Jordan 8 shoes that come out. They look pretty nice. But at the moment, he's not an NBA caliber starter and I don't think he's ever going to get there. Denny, maybe. 14-7-4 with three threes. He's looking pretty good. He, he's got value there. While Dan Gafford had 11-6 and six with two blocks in 16 minutes. Great stream option there for Gaff. they starting Sadoransky, so they're just a, a thoroughly unserious franchise. I know they won. Who gives a shit? This means nothing. Why are we... What the... What is Thomas Sadoransky doing out there? He played 30 minutes. He had nine points with seven assists and a steal. So if you need steal, uh, uh, assists, maybe some steals. Yeah, Sado's out there. He can help. It makes no sense, but he can. Or well, Ishmith, now only playing 18 minutes a night. He was playing 24 at times. I don't know. Four points with four assists on 20% shooting. He can be an assistant steel streamer too. While Hal Neto back out of the lineup. Where same with Tom Bryant, the tank. Um, yeah, Bryant's one of those ones again. People really frothed him coming back from the ACL again. These guys coming back off these long-term injuries, it's very hard to trust. The one or two will work out. The vast majority will not. And that's exactly what has happened here for the tank, Tom Bryant. I don't know if Kuzma's returning this season. I highly doubt that he does. I don't know that for sure, but I do highly doubt that he does return. But I don't highly doubt that NBA Top Shot is here because it is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA community of fans right across the world. It's the natural progression of fantasy sports as well. So what is NBA Top Shot? It's like part trading card, but instead of static images on a piece of cardboard, we're talking about NFT moments, video clips, which you keep and then like the stock market, the prices rise, the prices fall. Knowing when to sell, when to buy is a key part of it. And we do that in fantasy sports all the time. Buy low trades, sell high trades. I do a bloody show about this every single week. And that's what you do with NBA Top Shop. They have great moments as well with their uh, NF moment NFT rewards on the challenges. Gives you an opportunity to unlock special moment NFTs. You can treat uh, uh, Top Shot like the best of daily fantasy sports. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own efficiently licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. You want a part for your car? Nobody listening to this is stupid enough to go to a local chain auto parts store. Surely not. When you've got the power of Rock Auto in your hand, on your phone, it's just rockauto.com. They're an online family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. So why would you bother spending 30, 50, 100% more for exactly the same parts? Or they give you a part that their warehouse carries and charge you more for the privilege? Get out of here. Go straight to rockauto.com and find the brake parts, the tail lamps, the motor oil, or even the new carpet that you need for your car. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box at rockauto.com, right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Com.
Boston, man. Want to talk about Phoenix just rolling through? Um, Boston is doing that as well. They smack the Wolves. 134-112 is your final score there. Um, let's go to Minnesota. Goose, Anthony Edwards. 37 minutes, 24 points, 6 assists. Really good game from him. Shot the ball efficiently as well. 37 fantasy points. Towns went to the locker room but returned. 19-4-5. Not his best, but not terrible. Well, Jared Vanderbilt-Bar, only 18 minutes. Rough, rough stuff from him. 11-4, while Torian Prince played more. 10-4, two threes are still on the block. But this is a team with a shit schedule. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Drop Vanderbilt. Don't worry about adding um, Prince. Don't worry about maybe the value of Naz Reed. Jalen Noel was great, 13-2-2 in 27 minutes, but who cares? It's not going to have value this coming week. You're going to use Edwards, you're going to use Towns, you're probably going to use Russell, who was shocking again, four points on 17%. Six assists and two steals is nice. And you probably use Beverly, but maybe not. You might actually be able to drop Patrick Beverly this week. Because again, look at your roster. Is he one of your best 10 on Wednesday, Friday, or Sunday? And if he isn't, see you later. He was shit out here as well. Seven and four with a three and a steal. It's it's a bad schedule. And Vanderbilt, Prince, Noel, Beverly, uh, shit, maybe Russell, probably not. But those other guys can be dropped. Just a bad performance from them here as well in this game. Um, On to the Celtics. Both Tatum and Brown were probable game time decisions coming in with knee issues. I thought Yudoka played them too long, 34 and 35 minutes, but they were great. Tatum had 34, 5, and 6 with a steal and a block, while Brown had 31 and 10 with three threes and great efficiency. While our mate, Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. 30 minutes, 15, 2, and 6. Now, some of that's a bit of garbage time. He also shot the ball well. You can stream him for Monday for sure, but not a must roster. While Smart played just 27 minutes, 7, 3, and 7 with two steals. On the bad news side, the rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Um, he hurt his knee. It didn't look like there was any single incident, but they said he's in quite a bit of pain. He's not going to play tomorrow. So Grant Williams and Daniel Tice get a real boost because Al Horford is unlikely to play Monday as well. So you're going to have Tyson Williams as your starters uh, up in Toronto. So there's, there is some stream value, stream value for those guys um, for tomorrow's action. So just... Just be aware of that, that Will it, Rob Williams is out and Al Horford is um, likely out. Just, we'll get confirmation more on Horford uh, tomorrow, but at this stage, unlikely to play. So you've got your Grant Williams and your Daniel Tice, who might be streamable guys that can come in. Now, just as I'm doing this, I'll get back to talking about the Celtics in a second, but news on the Warriors, they are unlikely to play Draymond, Clay, and Otto Porter tomorrow. So they are all doubtful to play in that back-to-back. So we were talking before about we're uncertain on it. They are all doubtful to play. Smart only played 27 minutes. They didn't need him to go back in, and White was playing well, so don't panic too much there. While Grant Williams, seven points in 28 minutes with you know, not much, a block and a three. Like There is some stream value in him, but it's not great. Peyton Pritchard is a good three streamer, 11 points with three triples and five assists. There might be some extra minutes for him uh, with some of these guys. And if you're in deeper leagues, Luke Cornett's going to have to play. Might be only 10 or 12 minutes, but in a 20-team league, that is actually important, and that might be able to make something of a difference with both Rob and Al out for, or likely out for Monday. Just 
keep an eye on that with Cornette. Maybe even Sam Hauser. Let's do the next game. The Los Angeles Lakers go down to the New Orleans Pelicans. 116-108 is the final score. The Lakers were up big. They just couldn't miss in the first half, and then they shit the bed down the stretch, and they are now the 10th seed. They are a half game ahead of the Spurs in 11. They might miss the plane. This was massive because it meant the Pelicans could move ahead of them, and it means the Pelicans have a likely chance now of getting that Lakers draft pick, which could be a top 10 pick. Um, Just really a massive turn of events. LeBron was like unbelievable. 42 minutes, 39, 9, and 5, 7 triples a block. Hurt his ankle, came back to the game. So it's that groin, ankle, um, knee. Is he going to play games down the stretch here? Is he going to say, I don't give a shit about the 10 set? I don't know what's going on. There's, I, look, expect him to be on the injury report tomorrow. That's all I'll say. But a good game from him. 18-7-5 for Russ in 32 minutes. Didn't take a free throw, so didn't hurt you there. And was great from the field. He's been much better of late. Top 70 over the last two weeks. While Monk played 29 minutes off the bench and had 23 points with six assists. That's great. We just can't trust it with the role that he's being given. This time he played over Austin Reeves, but it hasn't always been the case. Reeves played 20 minutes and went scoreless, but had six rebounds and six assists. And this rotation continues to be one of the most up and down in the league. Stanley Johnson played 35 minutes last game. He had 19 here. Dwight Howard played 33 minutes amazingly. Had 8 and 10, but don't rely upon that every game. Wenyan Gabriel started, had 4 and 2 in 18 minutes and had 4 fouls. So limited his playing time. So yeah, Carmelo Anthony is rostered in a bunch of 12-team leagues, by the way. Um, it gives me great pleasure to tell you this. Get that garbage out! He's been shithouse. Outside the top 220 over the last two weeks. Three points for him in 15 minutes. Horton Tucker's not a 12. Johnson isn't. Gabriel isn't. Howard isn't. Reeves isn't. Monk's barely won. And they're in real trouble. But the Pelicans. Ingram returned. Only 26 minutes, but 26-7-5 and five is great. And Herbalife Jones played 38 minutes with Ingram coming back. So he didn't lose out. Also had 16 points, but six steals and three threes. That's great. He had been tapering off. As I've said on the waiver wire shows and stuff, have a look on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Does he fit into your best 10 players on that day? If not, he's a drop. I know that seems crazy after a game like this, but just have a look. I love that Trey Murphy had 21 points in 25 minutes and hit four threes, but it doesn't matter because they're scheduled shit next week. Well, Valanciunas had 19 and 12. Good from him. And McCollum, 18, 4 and 6. Jackson Hayes. Yeah, jack him off. Get that garbage out! Jose Alvarado, thank you for your service, but... Get that garbage out of here! 4 2 and 1 for him. Oh, yeah, Devontae Graham. Get that garbage out of here! 17 minutes, 2 2 and 2. Actually, he had the worst Richie Benno you could possibly have. 2 for 2 2 2. Shot 17% from the field. But with Ingram back, with a terrible schedule, no game Monday, Tuesday, like holding on to Alvarado or Hayes. Or Graham is pointless. Yeah, Bill Hernan Gomez played four minutes. This is without Larry Nance as well. Nance could come in and hurt these guys even more. Najee Marshall had two points in 21 minutes. So we're holding Valanciunas, Ingram, McCullum, and maybe Jones. Everyone else who you did use at the end of this week, great streaming for them this week. Adding in with that three game in four nights, that's done now. And now they turn into the worst schedule in the NBA next week. So you can go and drop those Hayes, Alvarado's, Hernan Gomez's, Graham's, Marshall, if you tried that, maybe Jones, just depending on how your squad looks and the rotation. Let's go to the next one. It is the Utah Jazz going down to the Dallas Mavericks, the undermanned Utah Jazz, to be fair. 
Um, they lost Rudy Gobert before the game. They had no Hassan Whiteside, so they had no centers. They had to start Eric Paschal, the triangle. They did recently sign Greg Munro, but he wasn't available to play. Um, Rudy Gay was probably their best performer. 18 points in 23 minutes with eight rebounds, but I don't really think there's any fantasy value there, while Clarkson had 14, 3, and 6. Don Mitchell, really rough. 32 minutes, 12, 5, and 4, 31%. He hurt his ankle as well, so let's watch to see whether there's any problem in that one. And then Mike Conley was equally bad. 14, 0, and 7. No steals, no blocks, and 2 of 5 from the line. Like That is just a horrendous free throw night. Pascal had 10-1-1. He's, he's just not a good NBA player. And I don't think you need to hold on to um, Royce O'Neal if you still are. Get that garbage out of here! He did have two steals, so there is something in that. But six points, two threes. He's been bad for a while now. Wancho had seven and nine in his 29 minutes as he's starting for Boyan. But they're without Whiteside, House, Gobert, and Bogdanovich. Four rotation players, including two starters in this game. And yeah, they got smacked. For the Mavericks, Brunson, 32 minutes, 22, 10, and 5. He struggled a little bit when Dinwiddie arrived, but he's sort of back on track now, while Reggie Bullock, who'd been shitful, blew up. 23 points with seven triples. It's very hard to trust him, because prior to this, he was ranked 213th over the last two weeks on a per-game basis. But that upside in minutes and points and threes is there. Doncic had 32, 10, and 5. Looked like he was dealing with a bit of an issue with his arm, so let's watch that. Well, Finney Smith, not great. I would still hold Finney Smith. And Dinwiddie also, one of his worst recent games. Only played 23 minutes here, Spence did. 12, 4, and 2. That's not a bad line, but yeah, you would hope that we get a little bit more. And Dwight Powell, who'd also been playing well, struggled to 6 and 5 in 22. He's a 12-team adjacent player, much like Muxy Kleber, who's more 14-team adjacent. 2 and 7 for Muxy, with no threes and no blocks. And we know occasionally they'll go big, uh, it just hasn't been happening at all for him of late. And the last one, the Charlotte Hornets with a massive win on the road against the Brooklyn Nets, 119-110. LaMelo Ball was great. 33-7-9, seven triples and three steals. LaMelo is currently a top 18 player this season. He's been great. PJ Washington, we've been waiting a while for this. Some days you get your six points and then two steals. And we haven't really had that big blow up. Uh, he did it today with 18, 11, and 5. Unfortunately, no def no defensive stats, but a great game there. And Rogier had 14, 7, and 5. He has definitely cooled off from that top 10 run that he had. Cody Martin played 21. He had two threes with eight points. He's been an okay, like, 14-team league guy. And Plumlee had 7 and 8, which is, like, fine. But obviously nothing awesome. Bridges, just rough. Rough shooting. Like, 24, 8, and 2. It looks great when you look at it. But 38% on 24 attempts kills you. And then 3 of 6 from the line is really destructive. But still, good counting stats. Speaking of good counting stats, Nat, Montrez Harrell had two one and one. He played seven minutes. It does not, it should not take teams this long to find out. It, admittedly, it didn't take Charlotte long to find out that he shouldn't play that much. And he has been a droppable guy for a very long time. If you are still holding him, which apparently a lot of people are, get that garbage out! Same with Kelly Oubre, who had 2-4 and four on 17% in 17 minutes. These guys are just basically out of the rotation now. Well, no, no, that's not true. Oubre's in the rotation. But I reckon if Gordon Hayward was fit and ready to go tomorrow, Oubre wouldn't play. He's really struggling. Um, for the Nets, Durant, 27-8-7 in 42 minutes. That's a lot there. And shot poorly, 38%. A lot of minutes. Drummond, 31 minutes. That's almost the most he's played for Brooklyn, I think. 20-17, three steals and three blocks. Historically, he's always put up good numbers against Charlotte. No matter who they've had, always good numbers. Rough from the line, like killed you there. He went, what, four or, sorry, six of 11? That's rough. 
Irving struggled with his shot, just 27%, but 16, 2, and 11 with two blocks is great in his first game at home. 41 minutes there. And Claxton got the backup minutes over Aldridge. Just 15 for Claxo, 9 and 4, but he had two blocks. But importantly, he played over Aldridge. Whether that will be the case moving forward, I don't know, but it's something to watch. Seth Curry struggled a bit, 12 points with two threes, and so did the Shark, Bruce Brown, who had 10 and 6 in 25 minutes. Dragic also. Good stream value, 7, 6, and 6 in 30 minutes with two steals and a block. A good assist streamer, some steal streaming for Goran as well. He's not going to be the best guy to have or a must-roster guy, but their schedule next week is good. Three low-volume games. So you could consider him as um, yeah, someone we can um, we can stream in at the very least and and get some value on those, um, on those nights, despite it only being a three-game week, they play on the low-volume day. So you're holding your Brown, you're holding your Dragic, your Claxton. I don't know what they're going to do with Claxton and Aldridge, how those um, rotations are going to go. It's still up in the air, but at least you're going to be able to use those Nets players next week as opposed to a Wolves or a Pelicans or a Suns fringe guy who you're just not going to get any use out of. Your lines of the night for today. The monstrous is Jason Tatum. Your waiver wire is Reggie Bullock. Your young gun is LaMelo Ball. And the dud of the night is the very droppable Devontae Graham. Top 10 players today. Jason Tatum at one, followed by LaMelo Ball. Then Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, and Jalen Brunson. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Reggie Bullock. Yeah, he was really good. I don't trust it, but there is enough upside there. Kispert was good. I definitely don't trust that. Anthony Gill, I didn't even talk about him. He had a really good game. That's with Kuzma out. That's very deep league stuff, though. Otto Porter won't play tomorrow, unfortunately, it looks like. So the stream value is dead there. Trey Murphy, don't buy it. Rudy Gay, don't buy it. Peyton Pritchard, maybe for tomorrow, especially if Tatum or Brown sits. I really like the value there. Jalen Noel, terrible schedule. Corey Joseph, not interested. And Claxton, a little bit interested, given the schedule for them. Top 10 players in points leagues today. We're looking at Embiid, Ball, James, Drummond, Tatum, Durant, Paul, Doncic, Brown, and Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Hey, if you won your championship, drop it down below in the comments. If you are here on YouTube, I won mine. Hope you guys did as well. On YouTube, thumb it up, subscribe. You know the drill. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.